Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on The Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about the start of the Syracuse football season and another 2015 commit. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Jim Stick Schulte, and our guest today is Syracuse.com, Stephen Bailey. Steve, thanks so much for coming on the program today. No problem, Wes. I really enjoy it. Steven, I want to get you started on this one. You know, earlier in the week, Syracuse picking up another commit, New Jersey defensive back Davon Ellison verbally committing to the Orange. Obviously, it's another guy, another another guy who's going to come into the program. What does this mean for the program overall? Yeah, I think when you look at it, um, you know, obviously Davon's a, a pretty good commitment, you know, uh, a cornerback with some speed. Um, he needs to put on a little bit of weight. But looking, looking at how Syracuse has attacked New Jersey um, in this class, with Davon and, and running back Dante Strickland and athlete Daquan Kelly, who is a safety, but we could see him play some wide receiver at Syracuse. You know, I, I think that's kind of the key to um, moving forward with recruiting and, and expanding a little bit. Um, you know, it's really difficult for Syracuse to compete for top-level recruits in, you know, Ohio and Florida and, and, you know, bigger states, especially because, you know, not only just because where Syracuse is coming from as a football program compared to the Ohio State's, you know, the Penn State's, the, you know, Miami, um, but from a, as a geographic location, you know, a lot of these kids may not be familiar with Syracuse. Um, so by being able to get the guys in New Jersey, you know, the best players around uh, in, the north, in the Northeast to an extent, you have Pennsylvania, um, and maybe even New York as well, I think that's kind of where you make your footprint and you expand from there. Um, looking at the 2016 class, you know, look for Syracuse to try and make a splash early. Um, if they can get a, a potential four-star guy, um, I think that's kind of the next step. And, and I really think it starts with New Jersey and um, tight ends coach Bobby Acosta, who's in his first year here um, and was the lead recruiter for all three of those guys. So, you know, we just mentioned um, Davon Ellison, obviously, committing to Syracuse. But then there's still a couple recruits that left out there, um, Tyler Cross, um, Anthony McKee. What, what, where is Syracuse at, and do you see them adding a couple more guys before all is said and done? You know, I think looking at this class, the best part of this class is that it's almost complete and that Syracuse can look at the 2016 guys already and bring them in for unofficials. And, and you know, to, to bring in a, a four-star guy, you really need to, to have that relationship. You know, that's how Syracuse is going to beat out schools that may be a little bit ahead of it right now. Um, but, you know, looking inside those guys, I actually think Tyler Cross is one of the surprise players. He's a defensive tackle. 
Um, really, really big guy, strong guy. Uh, he got some looks from SEC schools. Um, and he may get some offers from them during the season. Um, so he's, he's definitely someone to watch. As far as positions left to fill, um, I, I, I think there's still a few spots left, um, maybe three or four. You, you think a defensive tackle um, is, is still uh, a position of need, safety, uh, maybe a defensive end. Um, but all in all, the clock is almost full, probably those three spots left. Um, and, and like I said, I think the real key is, is being able to look at the 2016 guys because that's where um, the step forward can be made. The coaching staff has kind of sped up the recruiting cycle. Um, you know, all these guys have only, only been here. This is their second season. Um, so they were really behind for the 2014 class. And, and now they've kind of flipped the switch and they're ahead for 2016. So let's move from the future of Syracuse football to the present. You know, um, Stephen, practice has ended, training camp is over, the season is going to start Friday, and, uh, you know, they, they face a very tough schedule this season. So irrespective of wins, because I don't know how that's going to play out, you've seen this team now and compared it to last year. Do you see them as a better product from what you've seen in training camp so far? Yeah, I, I think there's no question about it. I think you look at every positional group, Besides the defensive line, and I think they're improved. You know, both you can make an argument that the linebackers are probably could be a little worse. You know, without Marquise Spruill, but but Cam Lynch and Dyshawn Davis both have you know another year under their belts. They're seniors, and Marquise Hodge appears to be ready to take over that middle linebacker role. But I mean, you go through the offense, and every position is better. Um, the offensive line has looked good. You know, Nick Robinson. Um, he's going to miss the Villanova game with a foot sprain, but you know, Sean Hickey at left tackle is, is a great anchor for the line. John Miller coming on in the spring at center was huge for the, the consistency of the offense and you know the, the fast-paced approach that George McDonald has. Um, you know, Terrell Hunt has gotten a lot better. He, um, he adjusted his mechanics a lot in the offseason. He worked on keeping his elbow higher, um, and that's, that's paid some dividends for his deep ball. Um, look at the running backs. You know, they lost – He's lost Jerome Smith, but I think if Jerome had come back, there would have been less carries for him here. Um, you know, Prince Tyson Gully, George Morris, uh, Donathan Mean Moore, Devontae McFarlane, all, all those guys are good backs. All those guys can play in the ACC. Um, and freshman Irv Phillips, I think we'll see a lot of him uh, in the return game. There just there just aren't that many carries to go around. Um, out wide, I think Brisley Esteem is the guy to watch for uh, a potential breakout season. He's a real playmaker as long as he can stay healthy. He had an ankle sprain in camp. Uh, and then Ashton Broyles, you know, Jared West, uh, Adrian Fleming, and kind of the rest of those receivers. I, I think they'll all see steady improvements. I think Brisley's the guy to watch for a, a big breakout season. And then on defense, you know, replacing Jay Bromley is the real question. Um, I think it's got to be a group effort up front. You're going to see Ron Thompson, all, all 255 pounds of them, get a lot of snaps at defensive tackle. Um, which should be interesting. It's kind of an adjustment that Syracuse has to make. But the hope is, with all, you know, these spread offenses and, and you know, more, more kind of players in space that he can survive there and, and play well. Um, and I think the secondary is going to be very good compared to last year. I like the secondary a lot. Darrell Eskridge is um, great against the run. And there's some, you know, returning veterans at, at the cornerback position uh, with Brandon Reddish, who had a very good camp, uh, Julian Wiggum. Uh, and Wayne Morgan, um, so I, you know, I think all in all, besides besides the defensive line, um, there are no real questions. And you know, looking at last year, Syracuse had a quarterback battle up until right before the season, and you know, just just having so much consistency in camp is is going to pay huge dividends this year. 
Steven, we'll get you out of here on this one. <clears throat> Prediction time. Do you see Syracuse making a bowl game for the third straight year? I, uh, I do. I think, um, you know, Syracuse has to stay healthy. Important players have to stay healthy. You know, there are two or three guys that, you know, if they aren't there, could, could really put a, a damper on the season. Um, but, but I think so. You know, I think if you look at the schedule, Villanova, Central Michigan, Wake Forest, you know, Syracuse should win all those games. Um, Boston College is kind of maybe not in that group, but a game. It's, it's at BC at the end of the season, but I also think that's a game Syracuse should win. Um, and then I think aside from Florida State, Syracuse has at least a shot to win every other game. Clemson will be really tough. You don't know what, what you're kind of getting in Cole Stout yet. Notre Dame um, still be very difficult. And then Louisville is kind of um, a bit of an X factor. You know, some some experts or, you know, whatever you want to call them, are kind of grouping <laughs> Louisville with the, the top of the ACC class. I still am kind of waiting to see, um, you know, what I think of Louisville on the field. Uh, the injury to Devontae Parker is really rough, and, and that, that'll that help Syracuse a lot in its game um, against the Cards. So, you know, I, I see Syracuse going 6-6. Six and six, Maybe I had them at 7-5, and five, could also go 6-6, six and six, but uh, I, I would be surprised if, if they stay healthy and don't make a ball game. Stephen, thanks so much for coming on today and giving your insight. Again, Stephen Bailey from Syracuse.com, a pleasure to have you on the program. Great job. We'll speak with you soon. Thanks, Wes. I appreciate it. It was nice speaking with Steven today, and I want to stay with Syracuse football. I'm now joined by the Juice Online senior columnist, Jim Stickschulte. Jim, what's going on today? Not a whole lot, Wes. Just getting ready for the season. How about you? Uh, yeah, and you know what I've been doing a lot is going through your very in-depth season preview, going through the offense, defense, special teams. You're going to have your predictions out tomorrow. Um, so I want to talk to you about that annual season preview you have because let's let's and let's start with the offense because you wrote about the wide receiver situation. It's a very complicated situation, as you said. Who do you see emerging as the go-to wide receiver from this kind of mishmash of different people? To be honest, I don't know if there's going to be one guy who's you know the, the clear lead dog on the on the receiving core. I think that's going to be a lot of work by committee. Uh, one of the reasons is because. Uh, George McDonald is interested in speeding up the offense and getting off more plays. I think one of the reasons why it will be a little bit more of a committee is that you want to keep fresh guys out there running routes and putting pressure on the defense. Um, but also there's an influx of talent there. You know, it looks like there's going to be contributions from a couple of true freshmen, Steve Ishmael and Jamal Custis, so that looks good. And you know, the, the returning guys who were there, you know, Jared West and Brisley Esteem and Ashton Royal all played big parts at the receiving core last year. So I think it's just a lot of guys, and there'll be a lot of work to go around, too. Uh, last year, uh, Syracuse completed 242 passes as a team. I mean, when you when you talk about speeding up the offense and the expectation for Terrell Hunt to be improved, I mean, you can think, like, there might be 300, 325 completions over the course of the season. So it's a lot. there's a lot of opportunities to go around, and I think there's a lot of guys who can actually, uh, who can actually seize on those opportunities and, and do some good work for the team. Now, two days ago, you had your defense and special teams preview come out, and I don't think it's a stretch to say, especially after reading your article, that the concern is on the defensive line because you have a guy like a Jay Bromley who's now playing for the New York Giants, and you lose two defensive linemen. So I think Syracuse may have a depth problem. They actually flipped Ron Thompson over from the offense to the defense. There's a lot of wild cards in there, as you said. What, hap what needs to happen for this specific unit to be successful? I think they just have to have uh, contributions from everyone because uh, just like with the wide receiver position, a lot of guys are going to play. I mean, I think outside of uh, the linebackers, specifically Cam Lynch and Dyshawn Davis, I think the other nine spots in the defense is going to be a lot of guys 
taking snaps. So even though there's starters and guys who play the line share the role, uh, and this goes in particular for the defensive line, it's like there's going to be rotation to keep fresh guys in there and playing as hard as they can. Um, so I think everyone's just going to get a shot, and it might be over the course of the season, you know, the cream might rise to the top, and then certain players get you know bigger roles in the in the rotation. I mean, you, while you want playmakers on the line, and there doesn't really look like there's that many of them to be honest. There's certainly no star pass rusher or you know a, a defensive tackle like Bromley. I mean, they can at least measure success can be measured in different ways for the defensive line. Like if the if the linemen are able to tie up blockers and guys like Lynch and Davis get to clean up plays and you know or they just get just enough pressure on you know without getting a sack. Uh, you know, maybe a DB can make a play on a poorly thrown ball or a rush pass or something like that. So it's just, it's you know, it's just going to be a team effort and, you know, everyone's going to get a chance to contribute. So if they don't contribute, it's, you know, it's on them. They can't say, well, I never had a shot. So, <laughs> Well, Jim, it's prediction time. You had your schedule analysis come out today and, you know, Syracuse's schedule is a bear. So that being said and taking all of that into account of what we just discussed, do you see Syracuse getting to that six-win level to make a bowl game or do you see them winning more or are they going to miss a bowl game i think i go with more i think they're going to win eight games this year no offense to terrell hunt and his goal of 10. Eight, wait wait, wait eight short. games including a bowl game or eight regular season I, games i think eight regular season games wow. and then a bowl on top of that you know i'm not you know but i think i think eight and four when the schedule's complete i look at i see when i look at the schedule i see five games that they are are almost definite wins and then there's you know a few games in the middle that's more of a toss up, but you know there may not be favored on them. But I think overall the direction of the program, as far as the way that the jet, the overall talent level has increased and the momentum that is around the program, and every I don't think a single uh, less than complimentary word was said about Terrell Hunt's improvement uh, since last year has come out and all during camp. I think that this team is actually going to be uh, better than what a lot of people think. I mean national columnist now and you see bowl predictions and half the time Syracuse isn't even mentioned <laughs> those days are over they're over this yep. is going to be a, an annual bowl team all right mark it down Jim Stick Schulte calls eight wins in the regular season for Syracuse football although he did break the story about Terrell Hunt predicting 10 eight still actually more than anyone that I've heard so far so Jim kudos to you Jim we're right at the end of our show your closing thoughts uh well obviously I'm excited for football to start you know, the basketball season's schedule came out yesterday, and there's a lot of great days to circle on the calendar. A couple big road games in December with the trip to Michigan for the for the ACC Big Ten Challenge, and then Villanova as well to resume that longtime rivalry. But my favorite part of all was the home stretch uh, starting on Valentine's Day and going through the 21st <laughs> of February. In eight days, you get home games against Duke, Louisville, and Pitt. That's going to be fun. It, I'm actually looking forward to it. It's going to be a great season, and I think the team is going to be a little bit more run and gun, so I'm excited about that. Uh, Jim, my closing thoughts are on Johnny Flynn, who signed with an Italian professional team earlier in the week. He's been out of the NBA since 2012, and he's never really regained that explosiveness since he injured his hip. But I'm hoping he can be successful overseas and maybe even possibly sneak back on an NBA roster at that point. That's it for us for Jim Stick Schulte. This is Wes Chang reminding you that frozen yogurt is a celery of desserts. Be ice cream or be nothing. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV podcast network. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.